Have you ever caught the glimpse of someone out of the corner of your eye, yet when you turned around, no one was there? Seen a shadowy figure follow you throughout your house? It could just be your eyes playing tricks on you. Or it could be something else. Something unexplainable. Something paranormal. The undeniable fact was, there was no one there. The Nemeke household is placed on the corner of a street in a small town where everyone knows your name. But unlike the other houses in the neighborhood, it tries to hide behind decrepit trees and bushes to stay out of sight. But the bright red door that is the entrance to the house will always draw your attention no matter how many times you pass the house. It's captivating. And it's hiding something. Because past that door are stories that you'd never expect from this small town. Which is why Sarah Nemeke, the youngest daughter of the Nemeke family, is here to share the stories that happened past that door. So I definitely always believed in the supernatural, paranormal stuff. Um, growing up, my house was owned previously by the people that owned the town funeral home growing up. So there's always that like stigma around my house. Um, but basically, yeah, like people would always just like talk about it. And growing up, I would always just see things. I'd see shadows I saw, um, like when you go up the stairs to my bedroom and you make a left to get into my room, I would always see like a little girl at the end of the hall or an older woman. And like, I literally have always seen that. Sarah's older sibling, Calvin, had similar experiences. Or, well, similar beliefs. I have always been prone to believing in the paranormal. Just ever since I was a kid, it just, you know, it, it seems like just a cool thing to believe in, I think, to, to start out. And then, you know, you start to read things and you notice little things around you. And, you know, sometimes you think you catch things out of the corner of your eye. And it's just, I, I think for me personally, part of it is that it's fun to believe in the paranormal. But also it explains some things that are relatively unexplained. Their beliefs, though, might actually come from their mother. Calvin shared with me that his mother has always been accepting of the paranormal, has always been in tune with the witchy aspects of life. So it wasn't surprising for her when she saw that her kids were having experiences in their own house. Even if she never outright said, oh, ghosts are real, it's just, it, the door was open, you know, we just walked through it. Besides believing in the paranormal at such a young age, the Nemeke siblings also had experiences in their own house. But it got to the point where it just seemed normal for them. It was accepted in their lives. Growing up, I would always just see things. I'd see shadows. I saw, um, like, when you go up the stairs to my bedroom and you make a left to get into my room, I would always see like a little girl at the end of the hall or an older woman. So I just grew up thinking that was normal. It wasn't until a couple of years like went by that I finally like asked someone about it and they were like, no, 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 that's not, that's not normal. You know, cabinets open sometimes, lights get turned on that, you know, we didn't leave them on, stuff like that. I personally feel like 
anytime I'm in our attic, I get a feeling up there that I'm never the only person up there. While Calvin and Sarah seem to be so nonchalant about what they've experienced in their own house, and they just tend to write it off, to not put energy into it, there is one experience that Sarah had that still hasn't left her till this day. So this story took place like midway through high school. It was either sophomore or junior year. I really can't remember. But basically, I would get up every morning at 5 a.m., get ready for school, and I thought this day was like the rest of them. So I went downstairs, and I thought I heard my dog walking around, but that was weird because he sleeps in my parents' room upstairs, so it'd be weird that he just came downstairs with me. So I, like, called him, and I was like, oh, good morning, Rufus. I'm going to put food in your bowl. Um, And he came down from upstairs. So I got really spooked because I had heard his paws like walking on the tile in the kitchen. So I was like, "Mm, maybe it's a rat. (laughs) Maybe it's something else. So then I try not to think anything of it. I typically ignore things when I hear them and I don't think about it again until later. So I go into the dining room and I get my apple juice. And at this point, like, I still hear things shifting downstairs, but now my dog's downstairs, so I just am assuming that it's him. But then I grab my apple juice and I see something out of the corner of my eye in the mirror. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not happening. Not at five o'clock in the morning. So I look up into the mirror and sure as shit, I see some like a figure standing behind me. So I whip my head around and like like a flash, I see it go by me. And I absolutely scream. I ran all the way back upstairs, locked myself in my room, and I did not come down until it was time to go to school and everybody else was awake. I would also mention that that is the only time that I ever felt like scared in my own home. Most of the stuff that I see, when I see it, I'm always like, oh yeah, like, that's just a little girl, or oh yeah, hey shadow people, what's up? Like, I have a very nonchalant attitude surrounding it, but like, that morning was the only morning ever that I saw something that I was like, what the fuck? Sarah's the only one in the family to have an experience like this, but besides this, she also is able to see other things that her family can't. She mentioned earlier this little girl, and this little girl's reoccurring to Sarah, constantly around every corner. But she's the only one that can see her. She mentioned this to her mom when she was younger, and all her mom could say was, you don't have a little sister. There's no explanation for why Sarah's seen this. And it makes them feel left out in a way. There's a part of me that wants to say I'm jealous that she had that experience, but I'm really not because I think that would have like that would have that would have fucked me up in a big way. I, I think seeing that would have fundamentally changed me as a person. Experiences in their house was commonplace for them, but it didn't stop there. They could sense it around them when they went about their lives. Sarah could feel spots in people's houses that were off, and most of the time her senses were right and her friends would explain what had happened there. While it followed Sarah, Calvin seeked it out. 
I think that there is a morbid curiosity about it that I have. Calvin discovered ways to search for it in their life. For example, they found this app, Random Nautica. It grew in popularity at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. You'd basically type in to this app what kind of experience you wanted to have, and it would give you coordinates to go to. So like you could type in, oh, I want to see something cool, and it would just give you coordinates to quote-unquote something cool. It brought them out into the woods in South Jersey to an abandoned bench. Calvin doesn't have many stories like Sarah, where they could sense something bad, but this bench was something different. It felt like an invitation to a bad place to sit on that bench. Calvin continued to search for these experiences, even daring to go down Chilton Road, which is infamous in New Jersey, for being haunted by ghosts and having the longest red light you'd ever meet. Where Sarah is weary, Calvin is inviting it in with open arms. I think it's become a fundamental part of how I experience the world. I just try and, you know, exist with respect to where I'm existing, if if that makes sense. Like, never, never being disrespectful of the environment around me because I don't know, you know, what is going on behind the scenes or anything like that, you know. It's it's kind of like uh, if you ever walk on a trail, it's like the leave no trace kind of a thing. I just kind of I take that mindset just in my own day to day life in my own house. <laughs> By accepting the paranormal into their lives, they did have to change how they went about things. And Sarah maybe had the most drastic reaction. Yeah, I mean, I definitely lean far heavier into the spirituality of things and spiritual beliefs rather than religion-based beliefs now. I've picked up a lot of practices, like I saged my entire house about once a month, so I'd go around and do that when no one else was home just to clear the energy and renew it and make it a more positive space to be in. Um, I also place jars of salt at the corners of my door and like my bedroom and it just kind of helps keep the negativity out. Um, I definitely believe that. There was a super long time after that happened that I was like scared of my house. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with the energy that you have around you. And at that time I had a lot of negative energy around me. So it definitely had an impact on how I was feeling in my own home. So the saging, the salts, it all just helped me feel more comfortable. Um, and yeah, I do believe it's like a direct manifestation of things sometimes. So because the energy was so bad, I'd hear things go bump in the night more often. Like I'd hear a bang on my door every night at the same time every night. But yeah, old houses creak, things go bump but it all seemed to coincide with the energy of my household and how it was feeling. And after I saw that physical manifestation in my dining room, so spirituality has become a pretty central part of my answer to these things. Sarah took an active role to try and disperse the negative energy in their household. While Calvin didn't involve himself in Sarah's practices, they did notice something. From the sidelines. I don't know that much about it, but I do 
remember Sarah saging our house and, you know, thinking like, oh, this is an interesting thing to do because it was at a time where there was like some weird turmoil in our house a little bit, but the, the energy did change. And I think that Sarah doing that to like ward off the negative energy, I don't know how much it did, but it did make at least a small change in my eyes, I think. Because there is something to be said about negative energy attracting negative spirits. And while we're not sure that the paranormal exists, there's something there, something unexplainable. It's something to think about because if there's so much proof, maybe not physical, but to have a shared reality with your family, it speaks to something. It, it technically like it is in my head because the the belief is in my head you know what i'm saying but like i think that it's a belief in a real thing but if it suddenly like if there was definitive proof that this wasn't real i would suddenly have to go back and account for everything that i took as like my personal evidence i think it's a mental state if if the paranormal isn't real Is it a shared delusion? Or is it something more, not just a mental state? Because the Nemeke household, there's three believers. Their father doesn't care for it as much as they do. Not as accepting, conservative in his own beliefs. But the three of them, Sarah, Calvin, their mother, they know what they believe in. They know what they've experienced. What does it all add up to though? We'll never get an answer for what is going on in the Nemeke household. Sarah's moved out. She lives in California now. Calvin does still live in their family house, and so do their parents. But it's tamed down now that Sarah's gone, that she's cleansed it. So we'll never know. But that doesn't mean that something paranormal wasn't happening there. We just don't have the capabilities to give it a name. And even if you don't believe in the paranormal, it's important to... Just keep your beliefs open. You never know what could happen. And don't you want an explanation to the person that you keep catching in the corner of your eye? It can't all just be mental. Because then, well, everyone would be delusional. <laughs>